And sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Hey, we're recording the podcast. Shut up. Good morning to you wherever you are, because it is for December 29th, 2023. My name is Bernie Burns. With me, I can't believe people haven't figured out she's AI generated. Ashley, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'm uh, I'm working on the newest version of OpenAI. <laughs> You're running on OpenAI. So, when you see me just staring into the distance, it's because I'm rebooting with a new version. Welcome to the year in review. Been of- a whole year. Whole year. How have you felt about this it year? It went really in pod- fast. I feel like <laughs> our first year of podcasting. By feels like no time at all. Just feels like a few days. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, welcome to the year in review uh, for now, the number two podcast. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Uh, right behind Joe Rogan, which is now the official beta male spot <laughs> for all of entertainment. <laughs> well, you're, my, you're my favorite beta. Quite the juggernaut at number one up there, especially on Spotify. It's, as far uh, as I'm concerned, number two is number one. Oh, I like, I like the way you think. That's girl math. That is girl math. <laughs> That's what I, we we're talking about the year in review, and one of the things I fell in love with in 2023 was girl math. I I am a huge believer in girl math. Look, here's the thing though. We call it girl math. Boys have a version and I've heard you talk about it before and it's tool math. It all has different names. This goes back to, I remember one time I was into this like meal replacement, like Soylent and 100% food. This was about six or seven years ago. It was all the rage on podcasts and people talking about it where you just drink the thing and that's it. And somebody tweeted they were talking about it to their mom, that this new thing. And she says, they invented SlimFast? <laughs> We've had that since the 70s. And the girl's like, yeah, but it's guys, so they call it tech. <laughs> but girl math is, if you're not familiar with the concept, it's a way, it's, it was a funny trend in social media where ladies were justifying, usually purchases, of saying, if I buy this $500 dress, I'm just using round numbers here, but I wear it 10 times. Then really it's only $50 per time. And that's actually super reasonable, right? And if I wear it 20 times, then it drops down to half of that to 25. And if I wear it, you know, that's it. I, I could do that within a month or wear it 20 times. And then they would justify uh, wearing it so many times or using it so many times that eventually it's free. I love that. Or if you buy I something and then you return that something and get something else, that something else is free. Well, I don't know how I feel about that. But <laughs> I, that, is, that is what guys would call buy it for life. They use the same thing. Like they want to buy the craftsman tool with the lifetime warranty or whatever. We're, we're a great example of that. Two things that we did when we moved over. Oh my God, we're already off on tangents from our year in the review. Um, two things we did when we moved over here. I splurged on two things. One was... I got us a nice coffee machine. I bought us a, I'm going to say money number here. I bought us a $500 espresso coffee machine for our uh, kitchen. And I want to be clear, there. not an espresso maker, because I feel like those are their own very specific no, and often like, and yeah, yeah, like the super no. expensive with the tamping or whatever and the milk frother. It wasn't one of those. It's a coffee machine. It's a cappuccino maker. It's a little cappuccino maker. It's got a, it's DeLonghi something, a Lada or something like that. Yeah. One of the best things about it is it has statistics on it. And over the course of now the four years that we've been here, we have made 7,200 coffees in this thing. It'll tell us how many we've made. That's that's an amazing amount of coffee, by It's the a way. phenomenal amount. I'll do it. Well, that should be the thumbnail. Coffee, coffee math. <laughs> thumbnail for the review. But I think about it every time. Every time we use it, 
it goes down in price. It does. <laughs> it goes down in price every time we use it. That's good math. I like that. The other thing I did this morning, just to finish the thought, was I'm so happy as an adult male, I have all my tools match. I, I just had to redo my tools, mainly because of power settings moving over here. And so I have all, I'm going to really alienate a lot of guys here. I have all Makita tools. Now. No, no, you got to get Makita. DeWalt, DeWalt. Got to get DeWalt. See, guys, that's why I'm in the beta male spot. That's <laughs> why <laughs> so I'll never crack number one. Uh, the uh, Yeah, but it's so nice after all these years to have that. Although I kind of worried Ashley because <laughs> our four-year-old four has a John Deere little ride-on tractor, a little Power Wheels thing that he <laughs> rides around on. And it comes with its own 12-volt battery that you have to charge, and it's a pain in the ass. So I swapped it out. <laughs> this was something you saw on Instagram, I'm pretty sure, wasn't it? <laughs> I saw it a couple different places, but I swapped it out to where it'll take my Makita batteries, which are 18-volt. So now <laughs> when he gets on it and hits the accelerator, it just, like, pops a wheelie. <laughs> and, <then he's, laughs> and he goes, the other day he stopped running out to go, should there be a seatbelt on this thing? <laughs> so... Thanks for that. I do want to say, too, I had a great night last night. Last night was our, me and the four-year-olds, night, boys' night at the pub. And we had a great time. It was, uh, we went out to the pub. He gets dressed up in his blazer and his button-down. And we go have a nice night together at the pub. And he learns all about etiquette because you have to train kids in restaurants. If they're just, if you've had kids or you're going to have kids, just know that they're just like, there's a period of time when you go to a restaurant and they're just a nightmare in a restaurant. I don't know why that is. It's, and it's hell on everybody. You want to say like, why don't we go out for a nice meal? Treat ourselves because all we do is eat at home for years. Yeah. And so you go down to the pub and then you immediately regret it. And they're flopping all over the place and getting under the table and just, yeah, it's a, it's a nightmare. But th this, is, this is the training regimen that I've got him in to get him to be a good pub goer and a play kid. He's doing great. Well, He's and it's nice too because we we one of the things that we took up when we came here is we got the local. We've got our local pub. Yeah. We have a local oh. where we know we know the guys behind the bar. We know that we say hi to them when we see them uh, on the street. And that's not something that I ever had before. It's amazing. I love it. I, I we should also probably explain I'm not taking my kid to the bar. That's what that sounds like from it, America. It I does forgot sound like that. that. But the yeah. pub is like it's the restaurant you know, with with a bar in it. We're in uh, Scotland. At, it's at like the hotel. community center. It, it really is. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it's kind of like the pub culture in Scotland is not like a bar. That's how you think about it in America. It's more almost like coffee shop slash restaurant slash bar, like all together. Yeah, it's you know? where it's where people go. Right. Some people just come to hang out and they're tapping away on their laptop like you'd see at Starbucks. Some people are having a whiskey at the bar. Uh, whiskey without any... Uh, and then some people are having like family dinner or stuff like that. And our little one who we adore and all we do all day is talk about how gorgeous she is and how much we love her. Perfect baby. We took her on a plane and whoa. that was, that did not go well. That did not go well at all. <laughs> if we have, if, if we have to travel for this podcast, it's going to be real tough. It, I'm, I'm going to be mad. Just know if you're child free and all that, and you're, you know, looking down your nose at this conversation, just know that if you hear a crying baby, on a plane or in a public place, no one is having a worse time than those parents. Nobody. It, we're we're in absolute hell too. It's it, and it's international flight London to Austin. That is a nine hour flight of raw hell. And you just think how how have you not passed out? 
from being this upset, you wonderful little being. How have you not passed out? <laughs> okay, your interview, your interview? Ashley. <laughs> should probably uh, get to that. We did girl math. Girl how, math was on my list. How far are we into our 15 Boys night at the pub. Uh, so it's been a whole year. It's been a year of 2023. It's funny because I don't, I, maybe my brain is completely broken um, by parenthood or retirement or something. But I feel like I don't know what happened the early part of this year. That's the way this works, man. That's the I way know, all this works. I know uh, a couple things. Uh, I know there was the craziness with the OpenAI week, which it was that took place over the course of a week where that was pretty recent. the CEO got ousted and then uh, and then all the employees revolted and the president quit in solidarity with him. And then the president's wife went and cried to another board member and they got him reinstated uh, and then kicked the existing board out. Now Microsoft is on the board and it was this whole Microsoft thing. Microsoft came out looking like a saint in that oh, whole they, thing. They, well, they they definitely saved their $13 billion investment. So the, the it's CEO not, not without self-interest. was ousted. Microsoft hired him and then he went back to uh, OpenAI. And Microsoft was like, Days yes, later. please go free little bird. Yeah, but it is funny that after uh, that all happened, everyone was like, "Yeah, Almond's back in. Yeah, everything's great." And then, uh, and then people start asking questions, and it's been you know they have more time than like the week of heavy drama, and they're going, "Wait a minute, <laughs> well, maybe he did have some questionable things going on because I think some of the things, uh, some of the issues revolved around uh, investments that he was making with OpenAI." regarding other companies or other assets that he controlled, something like that. Uh, and then it turns out also that he has a history of failing upwards. You, We were looking at that article. You showed it to me, or maybe JD showed it to me, where it was he three different times he's been ousted by leadership and then somehow been resurrected and res- like came back better than ever. Yeah, and um, I'll put that in the link dump, by the way. Oh, I guess we should go over the link dump. Um, for those who aren't familiar with a oh, link yeah. dump for podcasts is uh, on our website, morningsomework.com. Uh, we every day, every entry, will put an like a, a post up for it, and we put all the the links that we feel are relevant because we don't in a fifteen minute podcast have time to go into a lot of depth on a lot of these things. And also, guess what? We're not experts on everything. We're experts on our speak co- for yourself. Experts on coffee machine for sure. Seventy two hundred <laughs> coffees, but uh, uh, you know, on things like acquisitions and mergers maybe not quite so much so we will just link to the experts it might be 6200 coffees i'll have to check we'll have to post a photo of it we'll find out you Do don't it, even know your own coffee maker that'll be in the link dump <laughs> but we'll put it in the link dump. or tell you what we'll post a picture of it on instagram it'll, well, be, oh, this, right. it'll be this sexy because pictures are kind of hard to put up so those i've been mostly putting on instagram like your uh your uh snapshot yesterday of your united states versus metric units i put that on instagram and all it's of our social kind of tough to all, put in all of our social media is at morning somewhere everywhere, except for Twitter, which we're not on. Right. We, we have our personal we have an, accounts. We have an account there, but it's we, we've decided not to use it. Uh, and that was one of your big things also for 2023 was you were heavily into the slow decline and steady demise of Twitter. I don't know if you say demise. It's so easy dem- to look. Yeah, at, demise yeah. isn't the right word because it is still used by you know a ton of people. It's still very important platform. But it's not what it was. You know, in a tarot deck, the death card is not death. It is change. (laughs) So something theoretically could change so much, it's essentially dead to you the way it was. You know, and I think for, I think a lot of people would look at Twitter and say that. I mean, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, for one, it's got a different name now. They called it X. That rebrand did happen this year. So yeah, year in review. 
Um, I learned also in that whole thing, mm. a li- I I'm, love internet history. Uh, I learned that there were only three X or, well, excuse me, one letter domain names ever issued. And X goes all the way back to, he had it since like 1990. And, really? Yeah, and there was only three. You can continue talking about Twitter, and I'll look up the actual stat on that. Okay, yeah, it's just it's been a, kind of a crazy year. I feel like to to see uh, the advertisers. Although advertisers are weird with something like that, where something will happen, Musk will make a you know a tweet, and then all the advertisers bail, and then they just once the once the smoke clears, then they quietly come back. But I feel like um, it's a little bit like that guy who used to uh, appropriately enough tweet. Uh, about football and how excited he was for football to come back so we could boycott it again. Mm-hmm. And I feel like advertisers are a little bit like that. They keep coming back and then something will happen and they'll boycott and then eventually come back. So it's, uh, I don't know, it's weird, but it's definitely sounds like they're losing billions and billions in uh, advertising dollars. The user base has changed a great deal. I almost never use it. And there was a time when I thought I couldn't go a day without checking Twitter. Right. I, I'm with you. And it was shocking to me how a lot of times I equate the whole like, well, we're not using social media to when I was younger, people say, oh, I don't have a television, you know, in my house and I don't watch television. But I was actually shocked where I, the it, social media is a strange thing. The more you use it, the more you use it. And yes. the less you use it, the less you use it. I don't know how else to describe that. It's it's just, yeah, like you you cycle Upward in either direction. Right. It, it compounds on itself where you're just like, I, I'm checking this less. And then I realized I hadn't even looked at Twitter in months. I it, didn't even know if it was on my phone or not anymore. So would you say it's compounded interest? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have a symbol on my soundboard here. Our, our whopping, our, all of our equipment investment that we've got for our $700 we spent on Amazon. <laughs> You know, for every podcast that we make, this goes down in price. Well, all right. Well, we'll keep it going a little bit longer. Welcome then. to the Girl Math Podcast. <laughs> um, so the can I, can I follow up real quickly? Yes, please do. Well, you seem like you're between thoughts there, if I may. Uh, going back to what I said, the three, excuse me, I breathed right in the mic. The three one-letter.com domains that were ever issued were Q.com to Lumen Technologies, uh, X.com to X Corp. That was not. Musk's name is not listed here. 1993 owners are uh, Marcel DePaelis and Dave Weinstein. Uh, and then Z.com, which was homepage.com. That's the, whoever registered both those things was really thinking ahead from GMO Internet Incorporated. Those were the only ever single letter domain names that were ever issued. That's pretty wild to me. So the Twitter, you were showing me an article that was by The Guardian, which was the 13 tweets over 2023 that show the decline of Twitter. Yeah, and it's um I mean it really starts uh with October last year when he when he closed on Twitter, uh finalized his thing and then walked in with the kitchen sink. Um that was sort of like tweet number one. As a reminder, of, like, this is he where tried to get out of it and they sued him to I make remember, him take the deal. It was the weirdest thing that uh he was like, I'm gonna acquire them. And then they did something called the poison pill to try to make it so that he couldn't, and then he bought a bunch of stock, became the majority stockholder, said he was going to buy it for this price, uh, and then was like, no, I don't want to do it anymore because bots. And they were like, no, now you have to. I don't understand. And you know what? I'm actually kind of happy not understanding all of it. That's why we have the link dump. But we were, yesterday I, I mentioned Elon Musk and didn't finish a thought about it where I was saying he was one of the people ringing the alarm bell about population collapse. And we moved on to something else. But I was going to say, he's at a point now where I feel like He's a really, really smart person uh, and is very forward thinking when it comes like SpaceX and EVs and energy and things like that and 
bought a company that clearly owned X.com, even just as a small example. But I don't think that he can say anything anymore. Like he's, a, I think, a great example of social media on a large scale makes your life worse. He's the richest guy in the fucking world. You know, just go into your office and work on your passions and go to Mars and stay the fuck off social media. You know, it, it only makes his life worse. And if it's only going to make his life worse, what's it going to do for your life? Like if social media can make the richest guy in the world. Make his an, life an angry, inarguably worse. An angry edgelord. <laughs> Good and God. What does it do to the rest of us? Good God. I just like, you know, and I, if anyone's listened to podcasts in the past, I was a huge fan of Tesla. I was an early adopter for Tesla. And it's just been like, I feel like my 2023 has been dragged out over the last decade of just this like steady fucking decline, you know? And then I see something cool. Like I saw this incredible video of the SpaceX booster rockets coming and landing back down the stage one when they decouple and then they land back on earth. It looked like something straight out of a sci-fi movie and it's cool. It's like, can you just focus on the cool shit? Can you just do that? But then they're probably saying, no, please don't focus on that because you're just going to get in the way at this point. Right. They're like, no, look the other way. Anyway, enough about Elon Musk for God's sake. (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about Microsoft. We already talked about a little bit with the open AI safe, but remember they also had another thing this year. They acquired Activision. Yes. And that was like a whole year. That was a saga over the course of the year. Yeah. Some of these things like span, it feels like five years, but yeah, that was yeah. this year. So uh, the the big things were, um, I think the FTC complained. I, yeah. uh, and then uh, it was very odd. The EU cleared the acquisition. China cleared the acquisition. The UK said, nah. Try to punch above their weight there, I think. Well, I was curious to see, because could they, we, we don't really know how that would have worked had they ultimately said no. Uh, I think what Microsoft did to uh, appease the CMA was uh, they licensed their cloud stuff to Ubisoft for like 10 years or something. So excellent work to the UK for um, getting Microsoft to bump up the French company. <laughs> so in per- to put it in perspective, like for we see the EU flexing their market strength a lot and like forcing Apple to go to USB-C. Ah, another thing for this year. Incredible. So happy about that. Uh, the 67 million people in the UK... It's a decent sized market. It's a good sized market. Uh, doesn't really compare to the EU market or the Europe market. 747 million people in Europe. If the UK tries to block something, it's not going to have the weight of the EU doing it. The no. EU can force those things. And, and I don't think the UK is uh, accustomed yet to being um, what is ultimately a small fish in the big pond. To where even like Biden said later this year, he said, hey, EU, stop targeting our companies. <laughs> I remember like, that. <laughs> it's like, well... Maybe don't have them make global technologies that no one else can control that affect people's quality of life. Maybe just think about it. Just think about it. That's all. Yeah, you mind if I jump into my stuff? Because we're already at do. 21 minutes. This oh, is, no. We got to go quick. This go. is an epic episode. Uh, I'll go really quickly through mine. Uh, starting off, one of my favorite stories from the year was the uh, congresswoman who got felt up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it. I want to say it. I can't. She got felt up in the crowded theater uh, on her date. I just like, I, I mean... I know we don't talk about politics and this is a politician, but man, it was uh, just, it it was such a funny story. I don't know. It's like, I know where we are in the world today. It's like, you know, we're, we're in a very big like shame cycle where shame's a big thing that people use a lot, but I don't think we want to beat all of the wildness out of ourselves. Right. And I, I, listen, there's going to be people get really upset because they know this person's politics and, laughing about it or whatever hypocrisy or whatever. It's just saying independently, 
a congressperson is getting felt <laughs> felt up in the theater, which is a funny, which is a funny story to me, and it stuck with me. Uh, <laughs> uh, my other story is not quite political nature. Was I love the fact that Taylor Swift got Time Magazine's Person of the Year, <laughs> and I love it for one simple fact. I love it because in the late '30s, uh, Time Magazine's Man of the Year, Man of the Year at the time. Uh, was given to an up-and-coming young politician named Adolf Hitler. So I love now that it is accurate to say Adolf Hitler, dot, 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 Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh, those, those dot, dot, dots do a lot of heavy lifting. Right. Like you say, like, you know, Hitler rose to power and invaded Poland. Yada, 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 Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I love that. I love that. And look, I know that I'm running the risk of angering Swifties. I'm one of Look, them. Look, you are a Swiftie. I am a Swiftie. I listen to 1989 on repeat. I yeah. don't know so much of the new stuff, but goddamn, I love 1989. Swifties, I get you. I, I'm not trying to upset you. Really, I'm definitely not trying to upset you. Don't, don't focus on me. I don't know if you heard our South Korea story yesterday, but the K-pop bands, they're going down to like one dude per band in the next generation. That's all <laughs> they can sustain. So now's your time to strike. Rally your forces. Crush them. <laughs> Press your advantage while you got it. Don't focus on a podcaster, for God's sake. Uh, my last story that I loved for a uh, year in review, 2023, is a little bit more serious. Okay, this I'll, is put something my, I'll put on my serious face. This is, On a very serious episode of Morning Somewhere. Um, this is something I think about on a regular basis. There was a story that came out this year that in, the, in Baltimore, 23 schools in the Baltimore area had zero students proficient in mathematics. That means no student at the 23 schools tested at their grade level for mathematics, at the state standard level, which we all know those state levels, if you're outside the U.S., those are not high bars. They're really not high bars. I mean, I graduated. That is, that's a horrifying statistic. You just think about it. A 23 schools worth of kids, there wasn't a kid who got lucky at that. That... From that, a math, which, which seems almost statistically unlikely. Mathematically, it seems impossible, right? It seems it. How did one kid not get lucky in all these twenty-three schools? And that's just the twenty-three schools where they can identify. I think it was something like seven percent of the total uh, school was the only people that passed of all the schools across all, all the measurements in the, the entire district, or however they have. We have districts in Texas, so that's the word I want to use. Well, so it was. So there were twenty-three that in which zero students tested proficient in math. And there were an additional 20 schools in the district that had no more than two students proficient in math. That's wild. That is. So that's 7% of third through eighth graders met grade level expectations in math. This uh, in math in 2022. I don't think that any kid in those schools is going to listen to this podcast, but you just want to go to those kids and go, look, the adults in your life are failing you. And I don't say that lightly. My parents were both public high school teachers to a, in a leaf Texas to a lot of uh, at risk and lower middle class kids. Uh, I don't, I really don't say that lightly, but it's just like, I mean, and, that, that's the failure of an entire system. It, and, and we're all a part of it. Right. And it's like, as you go further out from those kids, that responsibility does decrease as you go out from it, but you just want to like find a way to reach those kids and say, I know it seems, I know mathematics seems lame or whatever, or hard. And you know, it, you have a lot of other things going on in life, but mathematics is, is the thing that can set you free. And it's so hard for people to understand, especially young people. One of the toughest things to get through to them is if you understand basic mathematics and time and compounding interest, like you were making a joke about earlier, 
it's incredible the things that 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 unlocks in your life. It's just it's so sad to me to not give those kids those tools that they can use to make those choices. And yes, everybody's individual circumstances of their life are different and everyone will have different options based on their ability and their situation and their home life and their anxiety levels and their health levels and opportunities. But understanding mathematics, I think, is a way that you can use to make decisions and plan for your life when you're, you know, accounting for all those other things as well. And it just makes me really, really, really sad that they're not being taught that. And I was going to follow up with girl math after that (laughs) so that I could end on a light note. But there's I don't think there's a light way to come out of that. It's something that I think about on an almost daily basis. And I don't know why. Out of everything that's going on in the world, I don't know why these 23 schools in Baltimore stuck with me, but they did. All right, Ash, that was, I hated to end on a, a somber note, but 2023, I think in general, when you and I were talking about it, it feels a little bit like a placeholder year. I was talking to Lamington about this. In social media <laughs> Do you feel that way? Like 2023, like 2020 and 21 were super eventful. Well, it's we're we are coming off of a couple hyper eventful, even in a way that they were hyper uneventful years. You know, we're coming off pandemics and lockdowns and learning to be in a world again uh, and work from home movement. And uh, and yeah, this feels like next year is going to be hyper eventful. This one feels like it's uh, waiting. Yeah, it seems like even like the AI stuff that was taking place this year, it was all like setting up for next year. Everything in like the geopolitical sphere is setting up for next year in 2024. 2024 is going to be a wild year. I really feel, don't you feel that way about 2024? Yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a hectic one. I think it's going to be a hectic one as well. And I hope everybody's buckled up and ready for it. You know, we'll be here chatting with you Monday through Friday, uh, talking, talking you through it. We're working our way through it too, hopefully. Um, you know, we'll be here for that. I I do want to say, uh, if I may, uh, I'd, I'd like to talk for a second about this last three days. We made a joke about it at the beginning, but it has been a really, really crazy three days. And, uh, I just wanted to pause for a moment and say thank you to everybody like hitting number two yesterday on Spotify. I just, I couldn't help but be nostalgic and I hope you'll indulge me a little bit on story time here, but this takes me all the way back to when I first started red versus blue, which was the first thing I ever made that people know about that hit. I spent my first decade, you know, of adulthood in my twenties, just working on different stuff and trying to make different projects. And then had this idea for a show, put a camera and a microphone in front of my friends and had them record some lines and then went home and animated for a weekend and then uploaded this thing. And it was crazy. Uploaded it, had hopes and expectations, and all of that was surpassed within the first two weeks because 3,000 people watched the first episode, 250,000 people watched the second episode, and by the end of the month, we were at a million views a week on a web show, like one of the first web series ever. And it was crazy. And that whole thing grew into a whole bigger thing. And we did a ton of things in that company that dwarfed all those little milestones at the beginning. But that feeling at the beginning when things were taking off was is a time I always remember. I always said it wasn't like an overnight success, but it was the closest thing I was going to ever experience to that because it was an overnight success that was actually a month long and it was 10 years in the making. But I... I always knew I was never going to experience anything like that ever again. But here we are. Like, that's what this week has been. It's been three days. It just feels like that same thing. And a lot of people have expressed nostalgia for, you know, listening to us on a podcast again. I want to know that's share my experience with you. 
I'm feeling that same nostalgia, that going back to that time, being alone in that bedroom and feeling energized and dwarfed and exposed and excited and anxious and everything. And I just, I never thought I would get to feel that again. And here we are, you know, and I don't know where we go from here, but here we are. And I, I have nothing but gratitude. And I would say thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you for tuning in. Hope to see you on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody.